Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How's it going, guys? Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Phil Talk Sports Podcast. Today is June 20th, 2022. It is my birthday. It is my 30th birthday. And what do you do when your birthday falls on a Monday and everybody else is working? Well, you stay home and you record a podcast. So hope everyone's doing well out there. A lot of good sports to talk about. We just crowned an NBA champion. We have a Stanley Cup champion that might get settled sooner than we all thought. We have a spring football league that's actually made it into its playoffs and some other soccer news. That's why I'm rocking the Italy kit today. So a little bit of soccer news thrown in here at the end. Let's start at the very beginning. Let's start at the NBA Finals. My prediction from my last episode by myself turned out to be correct. We had Boston and Golden State in the finals, and Golden State was able to take care of business in, I believe it was five, six, sorry, six. Some people thought it was would go to seven. It definitely looked that way for a minute. Golden State just seemed to have kind of like what I said, I'm not going to take full credit for because I didn't pick how many games it would be necessarily, but I felt that they're most of that team is going to have experience in this big game in the finals, right? Not the entire team. This is a very different warrior looking team than we've seen in the past. You know, no Durant, obviously clay is not the clay of old, although he had his moments in this guys like Jordan Poole and Wiggins showed up big and really were the difference, but obviously nobody was better on the court for these six games and Steph Curry winning his first finals MVP. And Steph is one of those guys that even if it's the Warriors aren't your team and there's very few people that they are, there's some bandwagoners that have jumped on in the past five or so years, 10 years at this point. But Steph Curry is a very likable player. So a lot of people were happy to see him get that ring post Durant because I know a lot of people once Durant jumped on the Warriors were like, oh, that's the only reason the Warriors kept going. And while this might be if you line up all the Warriors teams that have won championships in this modern era, you might say that this was the worst Golden State team to win a title because statistically there has to be one, right? But at the same time, this is the one I feel like they should be most proud of because you had Draymond Green, you know, later in his career, you had Clay Thompson coming back from his injury. You had a guy like Andrew Wiggins that everybody wrote off as, you know, a difference maker. He might be a decent scorer on a bad team. That was about as good as you would expect from him after his, I don't know that I want to call him a draft bust in Minnesota, but clearly a ceiling, a guy that you're not going to put a lot of a lot of stock into to help you win a title. And he was just that. He was a difference maker throughout this year. Jordan Poole off the bench had great moments, had some, you know, half court shots for three, looking like Steph for, for a couple moments at a time. But Steph Curry getting that fourth ring and, and really solidifying this team is a dynasty. I feel like it's a dynasty anyway. I think once you win three in a reasonable amount of time, but to win four and eight years and go to, I think, six of the eight finals yourself, uh, definitely a dynasty. And like, I don't know that it's over necessarily. I don't think they can run this exact squad back and expect to get back to the finals. I don't think that would happen. That's a little unreasonable for me. 
but there's some moves that they can make, and they've made it very clear that Draymond and Clay, regardless of their production, are basically going to be Warriors for life. And that's refreshing to see, to see a franchise really just take care of their players for what they've already done. And while it may hurt their chance to repeat in the immediate future, I think Steph, you know, his style of play suits him to play a whole lot more. And, and, you know, it's not very taxing on his body while he's dealt with some minor injuries, of course. Uh, But Golden State picking up the win, getting their fourth title in eight years and their sixth trip to the finals in that same eight years. It's impressive. It's a team that, you know, prior to this group of guys being there, uh, Golden State was not a team that anybody talked about, anybody cared about. And uh, yeah, they're they're the flagship of the NBA and will be for at least a few more years. So the dynasty strikes back and congrats to the actual Warrior fans out there, the very few that are true diehard Warrior fans. And Boston, I think they were about a year early getting where they, I think the uh, Milwaukee injuries, I think if, if Middleton's playing in that Boston series with the Bucks, that they don't quite make it. Uh, we know that the Miami Heat were an ill-timed three going in away from making it to the finals. Jimmy Butler making that three-point shot with still like 20-something seconds left on the clock. Probably could have ran a better play there. Uh, everyone's already put him through the ringer for that. But like, I don't want to say this team was lucky because they, they earned their way into this. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Miami. They swept Brooklyn, which is not something anybody th- saw coming going into that. So they deserve to be there. They played well enough to be there. There was some circumstances that made it a little bit easier to get there. And I do think Boston has a chance to come back. Maybe not immediately next year, but Tatum is now flirting with that superstar level. You know, he went from a good player on the Celtics to, you know, if a few more things go his way, he did disappear a little bit in some of these finals games, but he's also like 23, 24. So he has room to grow. Not everybody is an instant pot superstar. Might take a little bit more, but, you know, a good run for the Celtics. I, I feel like they got there a year early. I think if they do make it back with this same core, this experience is going to benefit them. So not all is lost if you're, if you're a fan of Boston. But Golden State getting that other ring, it was great to see. It was an awesome series. And, uh, yeah, NBA season is now over. And we look to the draft, which is in a week or so, where the Orlando Magic have the first-round pick, which I've talked about at length, I think, in my last episode. We're still no closer to knowing who they're going to pick could be chet it could be somebody else uh still have no idea i guess we'll have to wait till the draft but that's only a few weeks away so there's still some great nba news to talk about here in the near future moving from the hardwood to the ice we are two games into the stanley cup finals with tampa bay versus colorado my last podcast having nick gimbal on my you know hockey announcer friend that is also a diehard avalanche fan and he was lucky enough to go to game two where they absolutely Blew the lightning off the ice, I think 7 nothing. beat them by a touchdown there uh, here in Tampa. So they're up 2-0. I'm obviously not going to reach out to Nick in the middle of all this. I hope to have him back on after the finals. But his team's looking good right now. They're 2-0, and the lightning were, I think, 18-1 and off of losses going into the New York Rangers series. And the Rangers were also up, I think, 2-0. So we know it's possible for Tampa to bounce back in these situations, but – you got to like where you are if you're a Colorado fan or, or some people have gotten to the point they just don't like Tampa. They're in the Patriots level for hockey. They've won too much, you know, winning back-to-back cups. Obviously, being a Floridian, I have no issue with the Lightning. If they come back and win, it'll just be another feather in their cap. They'll have won three straight cups, and they'll have to be in the conversation as one of the best modern teams of all time. I say that with very limited knowledge of hockey, but with a little bit of hockey history, I do know, you know, the dynasties that we've gone through, the Penguins and the 
Red Wings in, in recent times and things like that. Blackhawks finally getting – they only got their one cup, but they've been a very dominant team in the early 2000s, teams like that. Uh, not, you go farther back and you got the Rangers and the Oilers and, of course, the Islanders too. So um, they're going to be compared to that. I think they've already might just, you know, go winning two straight and getting to a third one. That's where that story could end. And it doesn't mean that they – Nick, you know, eloquently put it pretty well – on the last podcast that this is kind of a one shot deal for Colorado. They only have like three or four of their players under contract going into next year as it is where a bulk of this Tampa squad is already going to return. So regardless of what happens with Tampa, I think they're going to be right back in the thick of things next year, but they do have a two games to nothing hole to dig themselves out of. And if anyone's going to do it in this modern league, it would be them. But again, if you're a Colorado fan, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself. So next up, I don't really get to talk a lot of soccer on this show, not because I don't enjoy it, not that I don't follow it because I do pretty closely, but I don't always have somebody to bounce these ideas off of for soccer. There's plenty of things I would have wanted to talk about going into this year, like Milan winning the Serie A title finally for the first time in like 14 years. Uh, I'll talk MLS with anyone that'll listen. Orlando City's doing very well to start the year, just one on my birthday weekend for the first time in a long time. Usually they don't get it done. Went, uh, on my birthday but they they pulled it off against um Houston at home uh Saturday night so that was that was a good game they won two nothing two one excuse me uh so yeah I, I follow soccer pretty well I just don't always have someone to bounce things off of but this is something I felt like I can handle uh, myself this is also a bit of local news so in 2026 the World Cup is coming to North America and I say it that way because it's not just the United States it is Canada the United States and Mexico the entire continent is the host uh, host town, host city, whatever you want to call it. So Canada and Mexico are involved in this. And we recently found out there is a World Cup coming later this year in Qatar, however you want to say that name of that country. It gets argued about how do you say it properly. So not this one coming up. You start hearing about World Cup news. That's not now. But four years from now, the World Cup in 2026 will be in North America. And they recently announced the cities that are going to be able to host matches um, in this World Cup. And I'm now, for the people watching on YouTube, I'm going to throw this graphic up. We got our announced cities here, and you can see it right there. Boom. Okay. So we got New York, New Jersey, and of course, even though, even though, uh, of course, MetLife Stadium is in New Jersey, they have to call it New York because it sounds better. I think they could just um, admit to themselves that it's in New Jersey, but that's where we are. Uh, the new SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, AT&T, Jerry World in Dallas, the Levi Stadium in the San Francisco Bay Area, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, uh, Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta, Seattle's Field, uh, Houston's Field, that one's a little bit of a head-scratcher to me, uh, Gillette Stadium, also a bit of a head-scratcher to me, the Link, Philadelphia, uh, which I'm very happy about. We have uh, a two... Is it two? Yes. Um, three stadiums in Canada. That's these two here. And then, of course, the one in Toronto, BMO Field. We have oh, in Vancouver, excuse me. And we have Mexico City and then Kansas City Arrowhead Stadium. You notice what's not on that list is Orlando, Florida. And I was pretty upset about that. I mean, it doesn't take a, you know, if you follow even just the national team, you'll know that the United States men's and women's national team has played many games at in Orlando in Exploria Stadium, you know, for the Gold Cup or various other things. And for them to be excluded from this, 
And a lot of people say, okay, we'll explore your stadium is too small. And I agree with that. But we do have Camping World Stadium that holds 65,000 plus people. They could probably even be rigged up a little bit more to uh, hold some more. And it's just known as a soccer town. And granted, any of these places, people are going to travel to. People will come from all over the world to watch the World Cup. I just think as a tourism city like Orlando is, I think it would be more equipped to handle the the flow of traffic. I mean, Miami, I kind of, I think it came down to us in Miami. I don't think they were going to put two in Florida. Miami got the nod for whatever reason. Atlanta, while it's an NFL stadium too, um, I think because it's brand new and it's nice and shiny. The two that really... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm not going to talk about the Canadian because they were always going to get some of these picks. I'm not going to talk about the ones in Mexico. They were always going to get some of these picks. Um, I'm happy for Philadelphia, and obviously it'll be in the middle of the summer, so weather isn't that big of a deal. But to do Philly, Boston, and New York, I think what it came down to is they just, um, if you're not from this country, you wanted the big-name cities in this country, regardless of how well they were equipped to handle um, the influx of people that'll come to watch a World Cup. The two that are really head-scratching for me are Houston and Kansas City. That just seems like weird towns. Houston, granted, one of the biggest cities in the country, um, probably be able to handle the influx of people. But Kansas City is really the biggest head scratcher to me. I just, I guess it didn't come down to how much these cities were going to be receptive to the game of soccer or football or not. I think it just came down to, you know, what are the biggest cities? I mean, it says it right here. When you have to call the stadium that's clearly in New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, you're just trying to make it sound bigger than it actually is. So, you know, I probably wasn't the only Floridian that was a little bummed that we aren't getting games here in Orlando. I mean, we've had multiple times to see our national team. Chelsea and Arsenal are coming to play a game in Orlando in late July. So clearly, like, the world knows about Orlando in the soccer space and know that it's very susceptible to these big games. But, yeah, it was very disappointing to see that we will not be getting a game. I know I'm damn sure not going all the way to Miami or Atlanta to watch a World Cup game, but I would have definitely – that would have been a bucket list thing – to you know, be able to say, regardless of who it is, obviously Italy is not in the World Cup as I'm wearing this jersey, but if U.S. was able to play in the Orlando area, that would have been great. You know, but there's some other teams, you know, if, if Brazil shows up, they're going to get a huge following. If Mexico shows up, going to get a huge following, going to get a lot of people out to these games. Uh, so, yeah, it was disappointing. A lot of people came together. That was the craziest thing about it. You had meetings that had Disney sitting next to Universal, you know, companies that would never work together in anything else really came together and tried to make this happen. And it's, I hope it's not too discouraging to the fact that these companies won't work together to bring great things to our town. So it was disappointing that they weren't able to get it done regardless of, of putting all this together with all these multiple uh, big wigs in our area, you know, all the different counties and mayors and political figures. It didn't matter, you know, if you're a, a elephant or a donkey, right? Those are the two mascots. I'm not very political if you guys don't know. Um, but, you know, it didn't matter because you were all going for this one thing to make your community better. And, you know, unfortunately, it did not happen, which is very disappointing. But uh, the World Cup in the United States in general, still a big deal. And uh, while it's still four years away, I'm very excited for it. But definitely bummed about Orlando.
So I mentioned at the top of the show that there is some celebration in order here as the USFL has completed its 10-game regular season and will have its playoffs starting next year, starting in Canton, Ohio, at the Hall of Fame Stadium where the Hall of Fame game typically takes place. So they are moving out of Birmingham for the playoffs, which I think was a good move. It definitely gives it a different a different style, a different feel. And not to mention a lot of people have complained that, you know, a 9-1 and Birmingham team getting every game at home has to have affected their record at least a little bit because that definitely brought out the biggest crowds in that area. And we are down to a 14 playoff, and it's been a long time since a spring football league like this has made it to its playoff and at least um, completed its regular season. As we know, the XFL was cut off by COVID, and I'm fairly convinced that if COVID doesn't happen, the XFL is in its fourth, third or fourth season right now. Things are going great for them. Obviously, that's not something they could have planned on, so I don't put it against them. We all know the debacle that the AAF had. That is something you can blame on the people involved. Uh, There's a great documentary out there on Amazon Prime called Broken Alliance. If you're ever curious about what really went down with that uh, Alliance of American Football League, uh, very well done. I'm sem- I'm uh, acquaintances with some of the people that had a hand in making that. So very good. It's I forget how much it is still on there. It's probably dropped in price since it's been out for a while. But uh, yeah, great, great movie about that. Great documentary if you want to check that out. Uh, but we are down to four teams, as I mentioned. Okay, so we are down to the Philadelphia Stars, the Birmingham Stallions, the New Jersey Generals, and again, shout out to them for calling themselves New Jersey and not New York, even though they play would eventually play in New Jersey, and the New Orleans Breakers. So those are the four teams we are down to. Uh, the New Jersey Generals and the Birmingham Stallions both coming in at nine and one, and I believe the other two teams are six and four. Um, Philly making it, obviously, I was happy about. I mostly watched their games as well as the. Tampa Bay Bandits, who just missed the playoffs, they had to win like their last two games. It kind of came down to them in New Orleans. New Orleans beat them two weeks ago to get that final spot. And one thing that that's very interesting to me about the way this league shook out is during the XFL, we all knew about P.J. Walker winning the MVP, running away with it as a QB for Houston, got him a contract with the Carolina Panthers, which I still believe he's in the league to this day. The second best quarterback in the XFL when it was going on was uh, Jordan Tiamu, who was with the Seattle Battlehawks, I believe was the name of that team. And he was lighting the league up just as much as P.J. Walker. He's the quarterback for Tampa. And he's played, I will say, above average in their 10-game season. And I'm curious if that means that the level of play in this league was a little bit better. Obviously, the guys around him are going to be different. Maybe the team he played for in, I'm sorry, not Seattle, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Um if the team that he played for in St. Louis was just better, or maybe the competition was a little bit less, but he, it was a good measuring stick. Cause not all these guys I was familiar with going into this league, but I knew for a fact, Jordan Chiamo looked very good in the XFL and he definitely regressed a little bit playing in this USFL. So I don't know if that means that this league is a little better than what the XFL was. And the XFL is on its way back. They're inviting players to the combine some guys that I know you know from watching in college and stuff so we'll hear more about the XFL as um, stuff rolls out moving to next year supposedly we have a team in Orlando so that'll give me a reason to watch that but yeah looking into this I could definitely see Birmingham you know running away with it they've been the best team all year but some of that could come with the fact that um, they've got every home game leading in this regular season I think it's pretty obvious that they're not going to do this bubble 
thing moving next year. And while people didn't like it, it was a cost-saving measure, and you can't argue with the results of them actually finishing the regular season. So that is a positive with them for sure. Um, I'm obviously pulling for Philly to pull this away. If Birmingham does win, they do have Marlon Williams, a former UCF wide receiver, on their team. So I would very much uh, be happy if he won a professional football championship. He was on our national championship team in 2017. So the guy knows how to get rings as it is. Um, But I'm pulling for Philly in this. New Jersey's also played very well. New Orleans just seems like the wild card in this. Uh, Philly's played well pretty much all year. New Orleans looked out of it at one point. Uh, I'm not sure how they they really snuck in there at the end. But uh, I'm pulling for Philly. I think Birmingham does have the best chance. And again, it's, it's very cool that it's in Canton, Ohio. It's at the Football Hall of Fame Stadium, like you've seen the preseason games in the NFL. So we have a different vibe, and I'm sure people will come out to this. It's only, what, it'll be three games total, probably two on one weekend, the championship the next weekend. If nothing else, the championship game should have a good amount of crowd. Um, So definitely looking forward to that. It's going to move them into season two that they're going to have next year. They've already talked about, I guess, Michigan. They did something pretty interesting. So it was Michigan and one of the other teams – they're both one and eight. Oh, it was Pittsburgh and Michigan. They were both one and eight. Not very good seasons this year. And they ended up playing the last game of the season. And they, since it, I don't know if it, because it lined up that way or if they flip-flopped some scheduling around, but the two one and eight teams played and the winner will get the number one pick next year, not the loser. So I don't know if that's something they will kind of manually do every year. All right, the two worst records play the last game of the season. So it was still worth something. So they get, the first round pick in whatever sort of supplemental draft they have next year. And they'll have the first pick of every round too. So that definitely helps them to, I believe it was uh, Michigan ended up winning. So Jeff Fisher's squad out there uh, will have a chance to get better moving forward. So definitely an interesting concept that they were able to pull off. Um, it probably gave them a little bit more ratings. I mean, who's watching two one and eight teams in the last week of a regular season of a spring game, at least it gave them something to, to play for and fight over. And Michigan did pull that off. So, you know, going into this coming week, I'll definitely be watching the USFL playoffs. I want to get Joey on probably right before the championship game. And we will just review what we thought of the season as a whole, as you guys have gotten some of my thoughts uh, throughout the year. But we're going to really talk about the whole season uh, when I can have him on, hopefully, before the championship game. So USFL going strong, about to have their first championship game since the 80s since this is technically by namesake only a continuation of that league, but not anybody uh, involved was the same. So pulling for Philly, I'll take Birmingham just because of some of the guys on the team. And if New Jersey or New Orleans wins, good for them because neither of those uh, teams have had championships in a while in any sport either. So I think you can say that about, uh, I mean, Philly, the Eagles Super Bowl, it's feeling farther and farther away, but other than Philly, none of these teams have had championships uh, in the very recent future. So we'll see how that goes. And if you haven't checked out the USFL at all, now might be your chance. So there's three games left of the playoffs. You know, it's the best teams in that league. I would recommend giving it a try. I personally have always liked these kind of off kilter leagues. For example, like the big three basketball just started that ice cube owns. It's their fifth season. They took a year off for COVID. Um, I did miss some of it this weekend due to birthday plans and stuff. I didn't watch a lot of it, but also fun time. I think I talked about it last year. It's on CBS a lot. They stream a lot of games on YouTube. A lot of former NBA players you might know. Richard Lewis is kind of the face of the league. A lot of uh, NBA legends are coaches in some cases. Um, fun time. So these off-kilter leagues, if you, if you enjoy the sport itself, you're going to like it. I, I think I can 
spot the difference for football, for example. Some people are football fans and they'll watch kind of I'll watch arena football. I almost went to an arena football game over this past weekend. I'll watch Canadian football if it's on. I don't seek it out. So there's people that are NFL fans or just college football fans. But me, I always I say I'm a football fan. I'll watch any version of the sport as long as it is, you know, entertaining the more you watch it. So if you want to expand yourself out of the regular NFL and college football, if you enjoy just watching it as it is, check out one of these leagues. If you're an NBA fan, check out the big three. It's going to be a lot more names in there than you realize if you're a big diehard NBA fan. Um, but I think I might just leave it at that, guys. Just wanted to – I was sitting around on my birthday. Like I said, nobody's around. Uh, since it's a Monday, bad luck uh, turning 30 on Monday. I'm going to go out and have some fun. I'll find something to do. But I wanted to put a few uh, new podcasts out in the – I want to test out my new mic too. I had a new microphone for my birthday. So appreciate my sister for that and my wife for uh, letting her know which one to get. So um, I just wanted to try out the microphone. I figured why not record a podcast. So uh, we'll have the wrestler report back here before fit forbidden door uh, this coming weekend. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a great Monday and a great week of sports and I'll see you next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.